Hi, this is Jonathan Gallagher. I'm Director of Operations for Brand G Vacations, and this is the Be Brand G podcast, where we'll give you tips and all the scoop on gay travel and on Brand G Vacations. I'm here with my charming, he makes me say that all the time, co-host and the toast of Palm Springs. He also made me say that. Brand G's Director of Marketing, Eric Poole. Hello, hello. What, what, shouldn't there be applause here? Oh, sorry, I was lifting my cocktail. I'll add it in post. I'm kind of excited because Jonathan and Jeff and I are just back. Jeff and Jonathan just hosted our 2022 Egypt trip, well, Egypt and Jordan, which my husband and I were on. Um, It was the first time I've gotten to touch Jonathan inappropriately for a long time. Uh, For those who don't know, Jonathan lives in Scotland. So, you know, unless we're on a trip together or he comes to the States for a brangy party, he's nothing more than a lovely face on a Zoom call. Oh, flattery will get you everywhere. Actually, it was fabulous to see you both in the flesh uh, and only the flesh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> it was a fab trip. In fact, this was my first time in the Middle East. I had my Cleopatra eyeliner ready to go. Oh, I went so butch on this trip. I was channeling my inner camel. And did I have a big hump or two? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, dowagers have a hump. My my uh, my oldest friend's last name is uh, is Dow, and I call him the Dowager Dow. So maybe I'll start calling you that. <laughs> um, you know, on the rare occasions when I do drag... Shut up. I've always worn big sunglasses so that I don't have to do eye makeup because I'm terrible at it. Um, A couple of months ago for a costume party, I went as Carol Burnett. And I made the mistake of attempting to do eyeliner and fake eyelashes. I looked like Carol Burnett if she was a crack whore who'd been in a car accident. <laughs> All right, Mr. Let's talk 2023. Our guests like to plan ahead, right? So let's give our listeners some details about our huge array of trips for next year. Whoa, and to help us out, we've dragged Brangy co-owner and underwear model Jeff Gundelvalsen into the fray. <laughs> Glad to be back. It's been quite a while. You two hog the spotlight on these podcasts. Well, what can I say? When you sparkle like what we do, the listeners just demand it. Uh-huh. Well, let's see what we're done with the pleasantries portion of the podcast. Uh, why don't we just dive in? Okay, here we go. We're kicking off 2023 with the February lantern of the amazing Central American country of Colombia. This is a new destination for Brangy. I sort of stopping there on some Royal Clipper cruises. So, Jeff, can you tell us what our guests can expect? Well, Jonathan, unfortunately, when many people think about Colombia, they think about Pablo Escobar, drug cartels, and major violence. Fortunately, they have left that all behind. And if you were to give the most improved award to a Latin American country, it would likely go to Colombia. This is a trip I've personally wanted to do for a long time with Branchy for many reasons. First, it's a great warm tropical place to visit in February, a time when we don't normally have a lot of other trips on our schedule. Columbia also has a very rich history, including many indigenous tribes, Afro-Caribbean roots, Spanish colonization, independence, a large American influence, drug and guerrilla wars, and finally peace beginning in the early 2000s. All of these have had profound effects on the people, the cuisine, and the culture, creating a very interesting country with very diverse regional identities. Columbia also has a ton of natural beauty with much of its pristine nature relatively untouched by tourism. The country has very distinct geographic regions stretching from the beaches of the Caribbean and Pacific to the Andes Mountains, large grassy plains, the Amazon rainforest, and on and on, offering a ton of diverse options from lazing on the beach to climbing a mountain and everything in between. We start the trip in Bogota, the country's capital of art and culture. We'll get a commanding view of the colonial city from the top of Cerro de Montserrat, 
the mountain which towers over 10,000 feet above the city. We visit one of Columbia's oldest and most historic neighborhoods, have a Colombian coffee baptism, and much, much more. Next up is Medellin, one of the most da- once the most dangerous city in the world. Now it's transformed. We explore the beautiful street art and hear personal stories from local guides who take us through terrible and the transformational history of the city, which is now full of art and music. We also venture outside of the city to see breathtaking scenery of green mountains and blue lakes, and you can even take some time to explore the Medellin gay scene. Our final stop in this itinerary is Cartagena, a 16th century Spanish city on the Caribbean coast, where we explore the old walled city with a ton of beautiful and historic architecture. We'll also take a private boat for a day day of island hopping in the Rosario Islands, where you can swim, snorkel, dive, or just soak in the beautiful Caribbean sunshine. And Eric, these are just a few of the highlights of this all-new 10-day Brangy adventure. That sounds pretty amazing. I I went to Cartagena on a cruise, and I loved it. Does that mean Sofia Vergara will be hosting this trip? God, I hope not. She's got bigger boobs than me. No no one can take Jonathan's place, or Maisie's for that matter. For, For those who don't know, Maisie Dubois is Jonathan's slightly drunker twin. She takes over hosting duties whenever Jonathan is, you know, tied up in his cabin. And of course I use the phrase tied up literally. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Next up is another new Brangy destination. And it's one I'm super excited about because I'm going on this trip, uh, New Zealand. Now, because demand was so huge, we now have two departures instead of just one. There's one in February and one in March. Um, Jeffrey, I think they're both sold out, but Jeffrey, give us some highlights. Absolutely, Eric. Uh, well, I think, uh, first of all, New Zealand has to be one of our top most requested destinations, and it will de- undeniably want to be one of the most beautiful destinations any of us will ever have the chance to visit. Uh, so if you're a fan of The Lord of the Rings, you know what I'm talking about since all of it was filmed in New Zealand with more than 150 filming locations scattered across the North and South Islands from Hobbit Town to Mount Doom. This trip covers both the North and South Islands and includes some of the most spectacular and popular sites of New Zealand. It also focuses on the world-renowned wines and fresh local cuisines, including some of the best seafood you'll have anywhere in the world. We start off in Auckland, where some of the highlights include the Auckland Museum, a welcome dinner high above the city, a gourmet food and wine tour on Waiheke Island. Then we're off to Rotorua, where we'll visit the Hobbitown movie set, Hell's Gate Mud and Sulphur Spa, have an evening cultural experience of Maori storytelling and traditional Maori cuisine. Then next, we jet off to the South Island on the included flight, where we'll spend the rest of our time with highlights including the Wairu Valley, New Zealand's most famous wine country, a private boat charter on the Queen Charlotte Sound, including a beautiful local seafood and wine lunch, a full-day Marlboro Epicurean food and wine experience, a breathtakingly scenic ride on the coastal Pacific Railway from Picton to Christchurch, a full day to explore Christchurch, a relaxed journey from Christchurch to Queenstown, stopping along the way for some of the most breathtaking natural sites in New Zealand, including the Lake Takapo, Lake Pukaki, and Mount Cook. I sure hope I pronounced those correctly. <laughs> um, historic Arrowtown, the famous Kauru Bungee Bridge. That's a mouthful. A spectacular sailing on Milford Sound and a full day to enjoy Queenstown on your own. So as you mentioned, Eric, this trip was so popular, we had to add a second date. Both trips are currently sold out, as you said, but we are keeping wait lists on both dates just in case there are any cancellations. And those wait lists are actually pretty short, so I definitely encourage anyone that's interested 
to sign up because there's a, a really good chance that you could still get a spot. Wow, that just sounds like the most amazing itinerary. Will we get to meet Gollum from Lord of the Rings? Uh, I don't think so, but maybe you'd see him if you drink enough Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> oh, now you know me, Jeff. It's a wee red I like, but I'll try now that you mention it. Anyway, next up are our annual Peru trips, which feature the Amazon, Machu Picchu, and lots more. Eric, do you want to talk about this one since you took uh, this trip uh, just in November there? Oh, my God. I Yeah, I, I loved this trip, uh, like way more than I even expected to. Um, let's start with Lima, which is where the trip kicks off. Lima has two things that are super cool. Um, this graffiti street art, which is the best I've seen anywhere in the world, um, and a food. Uh, there's a famous street artist here named, uh, I, I don't know if it's Jade Rivera or Jade Rivera, probably Jade, but anyway, um, and his stuff is so cool. Um, he's like the kind of the renowned, sort of the Banksy, I guess you could say, of, of uh, you know, of uh, Peru. Um, anyway, my husband and I bought a framed photo of one of his pieces of street art gallery, and I think it was like $75. I mean, it was really, really cheap, and it, his stuff is just amazing. Um and then as far as food goes, um, a lot of people don't know this. There are more Michelin star restaurants in Lima than almost any city in the world. Um, but the great part is that Peru is a bargain, you know, so you can get these amazing meals for cheap. We had a, a group of friends with us on this trip and one night we went to Mado, uh, which is routinely voted one of the world's 50 best restaurants. And we had this Nikkei experience in a, in a, private room um, with an eight course tasting menu and the cost per person, including a cocktail and and the tip was 90 bucks. I mean, this would have cost at least 300 bucks a person in LA. Let's see. Then from there, we flew to the Amazon and we took a four night cruise on this stunning river ship, totally five star. The rooms are gorgeous and it was the best service I've ever had on a cruise ship. Um, on a typical cruise, I think the staff ratio is about one to three. On this one, it was one to one. So there were just people everywhere to do everything for you. Um, you know, and I know that the creepy crawly thing is a turnoff to some people. It is to me a little bit, um, which would make them think that they don't want to go to the Amazon. But the cool thing is that, yeah, you don't have to do or touch anything that you don't want to. And I have to tell you, it turned out to be one of the best bucket list experiences my husband and I have had. Oh, speaking of bucket list moments, uh, we went to the Sacred Valley and Machu Picchu. And, you know, it's kind of hard to overstate how cool Machu Picchu is until you're there. Um, I call it Pompeii in the sky because you're, what, 7,000 feet up and there's nothing but this ancient citadel surrounded by the Andes Mountains. I mean, it's just breathtaking. Uh, then finally, we went to Cusco, which is really high up, 11,000 feet. Oh, oh! I have to say the hotels that Brangie uses in Peru are just stunning. In Cusco, it's the Palacio del Inca, uh, and it's a former palace. I think I took like 30 pictures of the interior of this hotel because it's so gothic and cool. And really, who takes the you know pictures of their hotel? <laughs> but um, in one of the courtyards, it has multiple courtyards because it's a former palace. Um, um, in one of them, there's this alpaca that lives there. And she's so sweet. Her name is Juanita. Um, and you could take a picture with her. I kissed her so many times, my husband asked if I wanted us to be a throuple. Um, then the last thing we did as a group was this tented outdoor lunch in, in this beautiful park setting, catered by one of the best restaurants in Cusco. I mean, everything about this trip was just a wow. Uh, and I should point out that you can make out with that alpaca on two different spring departures in 2023. Get your lip gloss ready. Okay. <laughs> Next up is our 2023 Egypt trip, which will mirror the one that uh, Eric and I and Jeff uh, have just been on. Uh, 
So I'll pull the rug out of your mouth, Jeff, and you can fill us in again on this one. <laughs> well, let's see. Where do I start? Well, first off, um, you know, we were very fortunate that uh, Eric and Maisie didn't insult the nation, you know, and raise Cleopatra from her herself from her tomb with their cheap imitations of her on the <laughs> recent trip. So they would have been proud. Yeah, fortunately, there were no international incidents. So thank goodness <laughs> for that. But uh, seriously, you know, Egypt is you know home to one of the, the oldest civilizations, ancient civilizations in the world, and you'd be hard pressed to find any other place on the planet with a higher concentration of man-made wonders, from the Great Pyramids of Giza to the Valley of the Kings and the Queens, the ancient monuments, statues, temples, tombs, not to mention museums overflowing with uh, precious artifacts. Um, while there's a, a definitely an overwhelming number of things to see and, and do in Egypt, it is uh, you know a bit of a tough destination to tackle on your own. I, I think, Eric, um, you know, you'd probably agree, having just been on the recent trip, that there's, there's a fair amount of logistics. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and, you know, also due to the Muslim culture, it's not the world's most friendly destination for LGBT travel, LGBT travelers. That's, that's hard to say as well this morning. <laughs> Th those are all very good reasons to go in the comfort and security of a group. Um, you know, I think, you know, we'd find, we found on a recent trip that um, the, they were very open and accepting and welcoming to us. Um, but I think that is the comfort of, you know, being in a group and that, that definitely helps. And, and we choose some of the best and most established tour companies in the country for our branching now cruise and the land tour and they have years of experience and well-established contacts, you know, at all levels in the country. And they also have some of the best guides, some of the best transportation, and also one of the best boats on the Nile. Um, we also have our own private buses throughout the trip. Uh, we have the full boat to ourselves on the Nile and the same guides throughout the entire trip, which were quite fantastic uh, on the last trip. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So it, it kind of creates our own safe and fun LGBT travel bubble as we explore some of the top sites in Egypt. Um, so all these together make for a very comfortable and safe experience for our guests in, in a destination that could otherwise be somewhat difficult if you try to tackle it on your own. Uh, so we have had four full days to explore Cairo and four full days on the Nile from Luxor to Aswan, including a day trip to one of my favorite temples, Abu Simbel. Um, so our, our trip really does cover some of the most important sites of Egypt, and we do it all in style and comfort. So Eric and Jonathan, I'd also like to mention that we pair our Egypt trip with the optional six-day trip to Jordan, Yeah, yeah which uh, both of you were there with, with me for that one. And I'd have to say, as much as I'm blown away by Egypt, I, I really, you know, Jordan has a big place in my heart. I just think that it's more laid back than Egypt. The people are, are very warm and friendly, not to say that they're not in Egypt, but I just think it's a different um, atmosphere. It's just like, say, a little more laid back. Um, the Lebanese food in Jordan is absolutely fantastic and, of course, way too much for all the beautiful, <laughs> old and hot messes. And, you know, so that, that in itself is, is one of my favorite things about the country. Um, so although its archaeological sites are somewhat less known than Egypt, I think people will still be quite amazed uh, by Jordan. So some of the highlights of Jordan are the ancient Roman city of Jerash, which is uh, really quite incredible. Um, the biblical sites of Bethany and Mount Nebo, and even if you're not particularly religious, I think they have great historical significance. Um, the Seven Pillars of Wisdom in the Wadi Rum Desert, um, the Dead Sea, and then, of course, the very pinnacle of the UNESCO World Heritage Site of Petra, which is you know truly one of the most beautiful and most incredibly historic archaeological, archaeological sites that you'll ever see anywhere in the world. Spectacular. Yep. So this, yeah, this trip is pretty... Go ahead, Jonathan. No, I was just going to say, everything you're saying is bringing about wonderful memories for me. And and that Galabaya party we had on board the beautiful ship was just <laughs> one of the most uplifting 
experiences I've had in years. Yeah. That that brought up, uh, yeah, quite quite the sights uh, in themselves on board, <laughs> didn't it? People take a people love a costume, man. Can I can I just add? I don't know if you're done, Jeff. Can I just add that um, I, this trip is um, I've taken I think eight Rangies now, and this this is uh, right up there with Africa as being my favorite. I mean, it, but between Egypt and Jordan, both of those countries, the sights just totally deliver. I mean, you know, just you're just wowed at every turn, and and you know, and some of the hotels were fantastic, and I, and you guys made everything so easy, you know, um, because of the planes, trains, and automobiles aspect of you know of the travel part but I, I i just absolutely loved it also you know we didn't just see the tombs we went inside them yeah you know we climbed the windows at Arabo, and that is just it's it's hard to imagine when you stood hundreds of feet under the ground and in a pyramid uh, you know what happened there all those years ago and seeing the hieroglyphics on the walls and and the paintings it just is it's life-changing absolutely life-changing you know it's funny that you mentioned the pyramids because sandy and i were talking when we got back and we were like the pyramids were like number five or six on our list after you know you don't even realize how many different amazing sites these two countries have and once you see them you're like the pyramids are cool but what about petra and what about you know all these different things it's really it's really stunning and the camels were cute i think one of my my one of my favorite things was that lunch that we had by the pyramids oh Oh, yeah unobstructed views Yeah, yeah it's crazy amazing absolutely so yeah, I, I think it is an amazing trip, and I, you know, I often have great anxiety before we come out with any any new brand G trip, just because you know the, we've obviously gone and done our homework ahead of time. But until you bring a group of guests there, you really never know fully how it's going to be received. And you know, as you said, Eric, I, I think the survey results are in, and they're quite amazing. People were wowed by both countries, and you know, have many of them who are our most frequent guests have said it's absolutely their favorite brand G destination thus far. So, you know, I guess all that anxiety and planning and preparation we did ahead of time, Jonathan paid off in the end. Survey says amazing. (laughs) Well, talking of trips that uh, get rave reviews, uh, though we haven't done this obviously for a few years, but our land tour of Japan is one of those trips. I think because of the language barrier, Japan is one of those places you really only want to travel to uh, with a group. Am I right, Jeff? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jonathan. Uh, you know, while it's smart to travel with a group to Egypt for the comfort and safety reasons, uh, the language barrier is an equally good reason to travel with a group to, J- to Japan. Um, you know, I remember I, I spent some time there in my military days uh, quite a few years ago, and I, I remember trying to navigate the, the uh, train system there. and It was absolutely impossible at that time in the, uh, the mid-80s. And now it's a little bit easier. I mean, there's more English to be found and more English speakers in the country, but it's, it's still quite a challenge. Um, it's just a, a different cultural experience. Um, so the com- country of Japan has done an incredible job of keeping one of the most advanced civilizations on the planet while maintaining both its culture and language. Um, it's a country where the ancient past not only survives, but thrives, you know, along a, the ultra modern in Japan. So our trip not only covers some of the most important highlights of the country, but also some, some really great hidden gems. Um, for example, the must-see sites that we visit include Tokyo's Nakamise Street and Sensoji Temple, um, the beautiful temples in the gardens of Kyoto, of course, uh, Peace Park in Hiroshima, which is incredibly historically significant and very moving, um, the Itsukima, it's, it, Itsukushima Shrine on Miyajima Island, and Dotenbury Street in Osaka, uh, incredibly hard to say, but uh, also incredibly important to see. Um, so some of the lesser known and, and some of the also more incredibly interesting sites um, that we see are the World Heritage Town and the natural, National Park at Nikko, 
where we visit the incredible Shogu Shrine, which is an incredibly beautiful site. Um, the town of Kagaya, where we visit the incredible Kenruko Gardens, which is considered one of Japan's three most beautiful gardens. Um, we stay outside of Kagaya in a ryokan, which is a traditional Japanese hotel, where you get to experience some of the best service you've had at any hotel in the world. And Himeji Castle, along with its beautiful gardens. So as you can see, we, we get in the highlights, but we also go to some of the some of the places that are a little bit more off the beaten track that you might not do if you were to, to go to Japan on your own. Um, then there's very cool experiences that are packed into this this trip, like uh, sushi making in Tokyo, um, sake tasting, many different types of Japanese cuisine from very traditional, intricate and beautiful kaiseki dinners to izakaya to tempura, shabu shabu and okonomiyaki, just to name a few. Uh, and if you don't know what those are, come to Japan and find out because there, there's an incredible, incredible wealth of uh, Japanese cuisine that maybe a lot of people aren't even aware of how diverse it really is. Um, so we also have a very fun dinner with Maikos, who are a uh, geisha apprentice. So if you want to channel your inner inner geisha, and this might be the chance to, to do that on our Japan trip as well. Good God, I'm picturing Jonathan's twin, Maisie Dubois, as a geisha. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> that, that is a bit terrifying, isn't it, Eric? Um, so, so one of the things I love most about our Japan trip is that most of the travel that we do from place to place is by train, either high-speed local trains or the incredible bullet train. And in most cases, you just leave your luggage behind at the, the last hotel and it gets expedited to the next des destination. So you don't even have to schlep your suitcase around. Wow. So it's a very cool and comfortable way to travel. And the best part is that we are expertly guided around, around by a local who knows the language and culture. So you don't have to worry about the language back barriers. You can just sit back, relax, and have a great time. That sounds fantastic. All right. Since we have a lot of trips to cover for 23, um, we're going to split this podcast up into two episodes. So this next trip will be the last one for this episode. And it is a crowd favorite, the Paris, Normandy, and the Seine River Cruise. I mean, Jonathan loves getting on a big Eiffel Tower. <laughs> no, no, Eric, you'd be nice. But this trip has everything. The bright lights of chic Paris, shopping, culture, can-can girls, and the rural beauty of Normandy with the scent of Calvados and apple cake. As I say... This trip will also be filled with the poignancy of World War II when we visit the Normandy beaches. So this trip really has everything. Uh, for more information, search our blogs uh, that we've created for the Normandy and Parisian information. Uh, have you done this cruise, Jonathan? No, no, I haven't done this particular cruise uh, on the beautiful Amadeus Diamond. But I do know the area very well, having visited many times over the years. As you know, it's very, very close to, to the United Kingdom. That's true. I did a variation on it going down the Rhone River from Provence to Burgundy. It was actually my first Brangy trip when I was, you know, but a young, simple virgin. Well, you were definitely simple. <laughs> um, this version of the cruise begins and ends in Paris. And who doesn't love Paris? I mean, although I'd probably spend all my time stalking Lucas Bravo. Who, who's Lucas Bravo? Lord, it's a good thing she's pretty. The man lives under a gay rock. Lucas Bravo is the heartthrob in Emily in Paris on Netflix. If you saw it, you'd understand why I stalk him. All right, Jeff, fill in the details. Where else does this cruise down the Seine go? Well, uh, Eric, I may not know who Lucas Bravo is, but I do know that France is a great place to stock beautiful men. I mean, who doesn't love a French accent after all? Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, there's a whole slew of other reasons to visit France besides the beautiful men. Some of the best food and wine in the world, for example, Champagne, incredible history and architecture, and some of the best museums, palaces, castles, and historic sites on the planet. I know that many of our Brangy guests have been to Paris already and, and have traveled to many other regions of France. 
but I'd venture to guess that at least a few of the spots on, on this itinerary would be new ones for even those most seasoned French uh, Francophiles. Um, so I have to have a little fun on this one at Eric's expense. Uh, this trip is filled with charming French villages, and somehow that phrase has accidentally been copied over to many of our newsletters by Eric. Shut up! <laughs> so they're adver- advertising trips in other non-French destinations, but I tease Eric because he's normally very meticulous at, at proofreading, but I think he's just so hung up on France that he's just unconsciously to it wherever he can. <laughs> so, uh, well, after the, of course, this, this trip starts in Paris, um, but after departing Paris, the cruise literally flo- follows in the footsteps of Van Gogh uh, when we dock in Conflans to tour the ner- nearby and the first of our charming French villages where Van Gogh once lived in a very simple skylit room. Then we visit Rhone, where we see the cathedral that inspired Claude Monet and the site that where Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. So that that's sure to be a highlight. Uh, next up is definitely among the highlights of this itinerary, the Normandy coastline from the port city of Le Havre sure. to the beautiful city of Honfleur, where we visit spend the day exploring the clifftops of the steep chalk rocks with impressive needle-like formations, which is absolutely stunning. Then we spend a full day exploring the Norman culture and the history of World War II, which uh, Jonathan alluded to. Um, You'll see Normandy's rolling farmlands, beaches, and of course, the charming French villages once again. Um, But this area is very famous for its cheeses and its apples, from which cider and the brandy Calvados are made. So if you're a brandy fan, another good reason to go. Um, We'll also visit the important historic sites, as mentioned, of Normandy Landing beaches and the harbor linked with the liberation of Europe after D-Day. So a very important and significant site for sure. Uh, Then we start winding our way back towards Paris, visiting Giverny, the home of Claude Monet and Chateau de Malmaison, the former residence of Napoleon and Josephine Bonaparte. Finally, we return to Paris, where you'll have the option of a Paris City Highlights Tour, including Notre Dame, the Eiffel Tower, and the Champs de Lycées, or Montmartre, or Sacré-Cœur, and Sacré-Cœur, I should say. Um, so one of the best parts of this trip is that you get to see all of the sites I mentioned um, from the comfort of your floating hotel, the Amadeus Diamond. So meaning you'll have to only unpack and pack once, which is what most of our guests love about the river cruises, you know, as opposed to going on a land tour, you check in, put all your stuff away, and your floating hotel takes you from one beautiful place to the next. Um, you know, I gotta uh, let me back up to the middle of your itinerary and just say I I personally found Normandy super moving. Um, standing on that beach where the Allied troops landed in World War II and so many men were killed and stuff. As we were standing there, I kept flashing back to those you know those opening minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Remember how brutal that was? It, it's just hard. You're you're standing on this gorgeous tranquil beach and it's just hard to imagine that, that kind of brutality happened there. You know, um, and then. Um, there's the American Cemetery, which is incredibly beautiful, um, right on the cliffs above the water. And it's so sobering when you see those thousands of white crosses. Uh, it, to me, it's just sad that so many people go to Paris or to the French countryside, both of which you know, are amazing, but they never make it to Normandy and they are missing out. They are truly missing out, Eric. And also to mention that lots of Allied trips, this, there's a commemorative 
uh, statues and, and beaches to people from the, the troops from Canada, from Australia, from the United Kingdom, from all the Allied forces around the world. So, you know, this trip has got something for absolutely everyone. It does. On a glamour note, though, I do have to say I love the river cruise ships that we use in Europe. They're all from uh, the cruise line Amadeus, not to be confused with Anna, which isn't as nice a brand. And our Amadeus ships are just quite beautiful. They, they are. They are. They're very contemporary and new and fabulous, like me. I think of you as a more mid-century modern, you know, kind of vintage. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm going to see you in Scotland soon, Missy. Oh, yeah, forget. Well, okay, <laughs> girls, break it up. <laughs> Honestly, when we're together, I'll make it all up to you. On that note, uh, we'll wrap up part one of our 2023 trips podcast. Be sure to check out our part two, where we'll cover all the trips for summer and fall of 23. Bye for now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.